Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hello, hi, and welcome to a Bullet Points episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, as always, Emma Gunn Awardner. And in this midweek episode, I wanted to discuss something that I have been feeling, and I know something it's something that you, my most excellent listeners, are also thinking about and feeling and dealing with at the moment because it's come up in the messages and the emails that you very kindly send me. And that's this transition out of lockdown, regardless of the delays here in the UK, And going back to normal, normal in inverted commas or air quotes, while the virus and its variants are ever present, the general tone of the messages I'm receiving is this sense of not only not wanting to go back to how things were pre-pandemic, and that was something that we discussed on the podcast with Annabelle Rivkin and Emily McMeekin when they came on the Feel Good Habits show, because the lockdowns have actually given us a perspective that we wouldn't have previously had on the life that we were living before. So it's made us think about, well, do we want to go back to that? But also because fundamentally the world that we're going back to isn't the same one that we were living in before. And so this idea of going back to normal as if this was a blip and then everything's going to be the same, unfortunately, the goalposts have moved. And I think a lot of people, me included, are finding this transition out of lockdown harder than the transition into it. And it makes sense when you think about it. The transition into lockdown was very clear. We're going into lockdown. You don't go out. If you do, it's for essentials. You get to walk for an hour every day. And I'm using the restrictions and the various things that were in place here in London. And you wear a mask, you wash your hands, etc. The transition out of lockdown is so much woollier and that can feel odd, unsafe and unsettling if, like me, you like to, you, you're very good with rules, it's a do and a don't and you feel pretty clear about what those things are. That can feel much safer than the woollier one person is doing this thing, one establishment is doing this thing and everyone is different. But the fact is, dinner with friends now is a completely different proposition simply because there's that risk calculation you have to do before you even think about leaving the house. Who have I been in contact with? Who will I be in contact with? Is sushi really worth the trip on public transport where I could be exposed? All of those things are coming into play and they are things that we have never had to really think about before. And as much as we have vaccinations 
and the precautions we know we can all take. It's scary to know whether coffee and a catch-up is sensible, especially as every single one of us has different comfort zones around what we do and don't feel comfortable about doing. And I know it's very easy to say, do what you feel comfortable doing, but clearly lots of people are going back to work and are subject to obligations and pressures where a firm but fair no might be out of the question. Things are changing and it's that that transition that I think is just making making people feel a little bit odd and uncertain. And this leads me into something else that has been on my mind lately about going back to the world that we were before. And it's since I had that conversation that you heard on the podcast with Frances Edmonds, who was just so brilliant and who I've stayed in touch with and she's just so wonderful. And also, since then, I've also read Sarah Wilson's latest book, This Wild and Precious Life. And you might remember Sarah came on the podcast back in 2019, uh, the summer of 2019, to talk about her book, First We Make the Beast Beautiful. That conversation with Frances really opened my eyes up to a lot of things. That book really opened my eyes up to a lot of things. And one of them is how we can make our worlds smaller just in what we consume. And I'm someone who is very easily able to make my world quite small. I check out of social interactions when I'm feeling off balance and I consume a very limited range of media. And I've come to realize how dangerous that is, as much as it can be very soothing and comforting to not go out and to only watch Real Housewives. That actually does not make for a very rich and diverse life. You know I love Real Housewives, but in moderation, my friends. And it's especially dangerous right now to do that to oneself. And I've definitely gone through fits and starts of doing that during the lockdown experience, where I've closed myself off, even though I wasn't going anywhere, I've closed myself off from conversations on text or WhatsApp or email or what have you, and sort of retreated to this nice Bravo bubble where um, I'm judging other people's decisions and how they live their lives via um via the Real Housewives and various other reality shows. But it is especially dangerous right now when either A, not paying attention or B, consuming the wrong type of media can leave you feeling disenfranchised, confused and scared, which which makes that transition even harder. If you're not feeling part of it, if you're feeling confused and if you're feeling scared, that transition is going to be a lot harder than if you face it, run into it and understand that it's going to be discombobulating, but it's going to be worth it. So, you know, I said on this midweek show a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, how I was sending myself diary alerts every morning with a link to an article about a subject I knew nothing about. So the way that looks is I create a diary alert. I, on a Sunday evening, find five articles I want to read. I want to read that I would never have come across before or on a subject I feel very, um, that I know absolutely nothing about and I paste the link into the diary alert and then I get a ping as soon as I wake up and I either read it in bed or as I'm sort of shuffling about getting my kettlebells out to start a workout and I've modified that habit in the hopes that it'll not only mean I'm informed about subjects I feel I didn't know much about but also open me up to new voices and this is where reading Sarah's latest book really came into play because she does something quite similar And it's worked really well for her. She makes sure she's reading news every day from a news source that she feels aligned with and then bookmarks the links to op-eds and the longer reads to read over the weekend. And I have definitely been guilty in the past of checking out of the news because it was just overwhelming and scary. But actually, that could be at times because you're consuming the wrong kind of news outlet. So news is a really funny one. And it really sort of came home to me this week when there was a there was a discussion on one of the morning news programs here in the UK about uh, bikinis for children 
and there was a brand that had made a bikini with molded cups but it was aimed at children who were under the age of 12 which is massively inappropriate to basically put like fake boobs on a, a, a child that's that's definitely my interpretation and the two people that were asked to come and contribute were taking the position of it's it's an okay it's a bit of harmless fun and actually no it's not okay but the people who they asked who are perfectly legitimate people in their own rights but they're both reality tv stars and they had an opinion obviously they had been briefed and they uh, had their personal opinion on what they thought was right and wrong and it led to a lively debate that kind of kind of went viral and uh, there were memes created out of it because it was basically a really quite um animated shall we say row between these two women and i just kept coming back to the to thinking why those two women if we are talking about how a bikini could be potentially titillating to somebody who uh, I mean, in this case, they were talking about it's basically dangling a carrot to a paedophile. If that's the level of the conversation that we're trying to have, shouldn't we have psychologists on? Shouldn't we have people who are qualified in some way to speak about these things and not reality TV stars? That, I mean, obviously that can exist on its own plane, but on a morning TV show, and I just thought, hmm, that just tells you everything, doesn't it? That should be a signpost of maybe that's not the news source for me. And so I've been trying to do this, really think about the news sources that I'm looking at, really make sure that I'm reading the right kind of materials. And I cannot tell you how in just one month, or just under one month, actually, it's about three weeks, it's made me feel more capable. It's made me feel braver about speaking up on subjects. And also, I'm not going to deny, I feel quite pleased with myself too, because who doesn't love to feel good about themselves? And it's a very low input, just doing like 20 minutes of work on a Sunday evening, getting those links and emailing them to yourselves um, for a really great reward. So I highly, highly recommend it. And this has also seeped over into the books I'm reading. Now, if you are a regular listener, then you'll know that I am that I interview authors a lot. And that means, and I'm always saying, oh, I read your book and I found this really interesting. And that's what makes me ask them to come on the show because I read, read their books. So duh, you know that. But behind the scenes. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And I'm being very honest now. I behind the scenes there are so many books in my to be read pile that it's been causing me quite a lot of stress I felt guilty if I wasn't reading a book the second it arrived with a pile of books that's like 15 to 20 books high I have to get those through those first before I can even think about reading the latest arrival and then if somebody emails me and says would you like to read my book I then I don't want to say could you send it to me in mm, 
looks at the pile tots up how long she thinks it will take I don't want to say could you send it to me in a few weeks I say yeah sure send it and then I suddenly think they're going to want me to read it by the weekend so I was really getting myself quite worked up about how many books I had to read and I've talked about the different ways I try to read more but actually something shifted recently and again it was that Francis Edmonds conversation the result of all of this was basically there was a huge amount of inaction I was so worried about reading these books I was paralyzed into not reading them and I was staring at the pile being intimidated by it rather than actually tackling it and was then speed reading books for interviews rather than reading the whole thing and giving giving the book time to really uh, to really digest the book and to really think about it. And all of this was creating this rumble of anxiety at all times, like a constant trembling in my solar plexus because I knew I wasn't doing I, doing something I should be. And there were books all around the house. And every time I saw a book, I was getting that tremble, that rumble of, oh, you're not doing something that you should be doing. Like that sort of getting to late on a Sunday afternoon when you were at school and you hadn't done your homework yet and you knew that you had to do it, but you didn't really want to because it, was, it now seemed like you didn't have enough time, all of that. And after chatting to Francis Edmonds, whose book I devoured, I decided to do what at first seems counterintuitive, and that's to read more. True story. I decided to have an audiobook, always an autobiography, on the go, and listen to an hour a day while I'm doing other things, and have an actual book, physical or digital, that I read in a week. Now, most books run at about the eight-hour mark to read, so you can make a pretty decent dent in most books in a couple of days. But since I started doing this about six weeks ago, I am torching through books like you wouldn't believe. So actually reading more, reading begets reading. And remember when we did 26 Habits and I talked about needing, how I needed to relearn how to read because my attention would always wander? It turns out reading more books, not pacing them out or carving out special blocks of time, has been the quickest way to build that attention muscle. And so... That definitely feels like a, a revisited 26th habit, habit 26th habit, that I um, feel like I've kind of mastered now. And it's just keeping that momentum up. So when I realized I needed to nix the stress of my TBR pile, I thought the obvious thing would be to take it more slowly, be more measured and read when the time was right. But actually just reading more and having two books on the go at once has been an actual game changer. And it's also had the effect of making me feel as though the world is bigger which brings us a little bit back to the point that I was making earlier. And making the world bigger in a way that doesn't feel scary. In the last month, I've seen the world through the eyes of Matthew McConaughey, Rob Lowe, Sarah Wilson, Natasha Lunn, and now Corey Feldman, who will always, always have my respect for calling his autobiography choreography. I mean, genius. In a year when I've not been able to see my friends and see the world through their eyes, listen to what's been going on in the way that you do when you're in person with someone, it's actually been such a rich addition to my life. And Matthew McConaughey is so much cooler than I thought he was, and I already thought he was incredibly cool, to be honest. So if you haven't read his book, Green Lights, I highly recommend it. The way he tells it is just absolutely gorgeous. The same is true with social media, and I've talked about this as well during lockdown, about how I muted a lot of people, how I unfollowed, and just really wanted to curate a social media feed that made me feel good. And so I've done that, and I've thought about following the people who are going to not only make me feel good, but following the accounts that are going to educate me, that are going to keep me abreast of topics that I want to know more about in a way that is responsible and balanced. And it has, it's been a joyous experience. So I guess all in all, I'm just trying to say in this little midweek episode that we do together that I'm finding going back to normal as bonkers as the next man. And truthfully, I don't think I will feel any more comfortable until I have my second vaccination, which isn't for another month. So um, I'm sort of riding this bit out and I'm trying to take it at a pace that feels appropriate for me. But in the meantime, what I'm trying to do in the 
in the luxury, if you like, of the time that I've got is to reframe my world a little bit, make it brighter and full of people and stories that inspire and motivate me. Consume the type of media that's helpful and factual, not scaremongering and limiting, and try to ease back into things at my own pace. Although understanding that uh, sometimes I just have to say yes and suck it up and do that risk assessment and say, do you know what? It's for the greater good. My mates get it. People who don't, well, there you go. <sighs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, are you feeling a general unease or oddness around the transition we are in now? Would you like to discuss it in the Facebook group? Because you know that that's a place where we chat about these sorts of things. And I have to say, I mean, you are all so wonderful at supporting each other and really offering helpful perspectives when people need it. So I'm going to start a thread in the Facebook group at them tomorrow when when this episode goes live, I'm going to start a thread in this Facebook group and hopefully we can just talk about it and make each other feel a little bit better and a little bit stronger about this sort of weird transition phase that we're in. I hope that uh, my ramblings about how I'm trying to make my world bigger and how I finally, I think, broken the back of that reading problem. I hope that that's been helpful. If you want to get in touch with me, email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I am at Emma Guns. And please don't be shy about joining that Facebook group. Genuinely, the conversations that take place in that group i read them and they fill my heart with absolute joy and i'm so chuffed with all of you because you're so supportive of each other and you're so kind and generous and it's just such a lovely community so thank you if you're listening to this and you're in that group thank you so much because you make it such a lovely place on the internet and those places are rare to find thank you so much for listening i will see you on the next one deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.